Welcome to the Truth Hurts program with Steve Z. Well, hello and welcome to another edition of the Truth Hurts program with Steve Z. It is Wednesday, the 28th day of February. And if it had not been that we are in a leap year this year, it would have been the final day in February for 2024, and we would be getting ready to enter March, the third month of the final calendar year of the Joe Biden regime. Happy hump day to those of you out there fortunate enough to get some humping in. And the term hump day is now deemed offensive and triggering. To certain people. So, since I don't want to trigger anybody, happy hump day, happy hump day, enjoy your humping. Okay, moving right along. It is Wednesday, and welcome aboard to all of our newer listeners and our brand new listeners who joined the program just this week. Thank you very much. The left still attempting to silence the voices of those like yours truly, Steve Z of the Truth Hurts program, and sometimes they're succeeding. The hope on the left is that some of the older conservative voices in media will simply die off, die of old age, retire. They're waiting for Sean Hannity to go. They reveled, they rejoiced in the streets when Rush Limbaugh passed away. They're looking at the advanced ages of people like Mark Levin, Bill O'Reilly, and other voices on the right in the hopes that younger people will say, Nobody wants to listen to those old dinosaurs, so we're not going to listen anymore. I am officially calling for a mandatory limit, not on age, but on people who are cognitively in decline to serve as leaders of our nation. Age is just a number, as they say. But when you couple advanced age, like that of Joseph Robinette Biden Jr., the current so-called president of the United States, the figurehead, the puppet, then you have to consider it's not just his age, it's his frailty of physical characteristics. His body is failing him. The man has, however, managed to defy gravity on multiple occasions by falling up a flight of steps to an airplane. They've shortened the number of steps that Joe Biden needs to walk in order to get onto Air Force One. Every other president has had to walk all the way up the full flight of stairs to the main entry door of that massive airplane. Joe Biden goes down the cargo steps out of a smaller cargo door at the bottom of the plane and they're praying oh my god one more step put one foot in front of the other and soon you'll be walking out the door that's what they're hoping oh please please don't fall please don't fall this time oh god oh god oh god that's the major worry of the secret service whether Joe Biden is going to fall on the stairs, trip over an imaginary sandbag on a stage, or get hopelessly lost like a three-year-old child in a crowded mall every time he is asked to leave the stage. Okay, on to today's topics. 
Yesterday, I told you the chilling, terrible story of the young woman in Georgia, the college medical school student, who was bludgeoned to death by an illegal, law-breaking, criminal, trespassing migrant from Venezuela. I told you that Venezuela has opened up all of their jails and given their criminals the alternative. Leave Venezuela, go to America. You can leave the country. Bye-bye. We'll help you get there. Or you can stay here and rot in prison, and we're going to reduce your food rations, reduce your water, reduce all of the things that make Venezuelan prison life palatable. So where do the prisoners go? Where do the criminals go? Where do those who wish to have a country where they don't get caught, where they don't get roughed up by cops and held at gunpoint, beaten in the streets? Why, they go to the United States of America, of course, where the welcome mat has been rolled out, where the red carpet has been rolled out, where they can get a free air-conditioned ride to just about any city they choose, as long as they promise to vote Democrat in future elections. That's a hell of a deal, my friends. I also told you about a second incident involving a Venezuelan who is a allegedly, no, I don't have to say allegedly, who has been accused credibly of raping a 14-year-old girl. And then just yesterday, we were notified by the Kenner, Louisiana Police Department. Kenner, the small city just outside of New Orleans that actually, for some strange reason, houses the New Orleans International Airport. That's a story for another year. A Honduran migrant has been arrested. First, he stabbed an older person in the face and in the back multiple times, committed several other crimes, and then, in the name of Honduras, he has also managed to rape, but not kill, he has managed to rape a 14-year-old girl. What is it with these little Hondurans, these little Venezuelans, these little Mexicans, these little guys who are very thin, but they work out. I guess it's a long walk from Honduras through Mexico to the U.S. They're not fat at all. They're, they're in f- pretty good physical shape from what I'm, I'm seeing on the television monitors. But what is it? They can't get real women? They can't get the big booty buxom mamacitas? So they go after innocent little 14-year-old girls? Not a man? Just a boy in a man's body, in a, barely in a man's body. And the only way you can get sexual release is by raping a 14-year-old child. These people, these illegal, criminal, law-breaking, trespassing, invading migrants should not have any rights under our United States Constitution. They're not U.S. citizens. There should be no due process of law. You've been caught. You will be severely punished. Can you imagine if a white-skinned, round-eyed American went into another country like Honduras or Venezuela or Mexico, stabbed some old guy in the back and in the face, and then turned around and raped a 14-year-old girl? Do you honestly think that that white round-eyed American, blonde-haired, blue-eyed guy would get a trial at all, much less a fair trial? 
by a jury of his peers and then get to sit in some cushy prison if convicted? No. Round-eyed white guy would be killed before he made it to the jail. Oops. Sorry, my gun, she discharged it. And it went through the guy's heart and his head and his testicles. There would be no fair trial. But Steve, this is the USA. We're supposed to be better than those other countries. That's why people want to come here for a better life. Sure, because if that Honduran or that Venezuelan had raped a 14-year-old girl against her will without her consent in Honduras or in Venezuela, he'd be dead. And if the cops didn't kill him, the papa, the daddy of the little 14-year-old girl would certainly find a way to hunt down the little animal and kill him so that he would never again touch another human being. Sure, we're supposed to be better, but that's for our citizens. You violated our most sacred and sovereign laws, our border laws, those laws that make the United States the United States. You trampled on and took a massive dump on those laws because Joe Biden turns the other way and his people refuse to do their jobs. They refuse to deport these illegal criminal aliens. Oh, I'd make a special trip. I'd take a special airliner and I would fly that young man who raped the 14-year-old girl over the U.S. border, over Mexico, and right over Honduras. And I would open the door and I would dump his narrow ass out of the plane at 26,000 feet without a parachute and say, good luck. When you get to the bottom, let them know we don't tolerate the rape of 14-year-old girls by illegal criminal aliens. Bye bye And that would be it. I would put that person out of the plane at 26,000 feet and give them however many seconds per second squared it takes for a human body to free fall to their death to make peace with whatever God he felt like he worshipped. Thank you for the ding. I appreciate that. So appropriately timed. You're listening to the Truth Hurts program. When considering your next president of the United States of America, I will firmly beg you can't be on bended knee. I'm driving right now. But I will beg you. I will plead with you. I will try to reason with you. I will try to have you understand. This is not a battle of ideology of egos. This is a battle for the soul of our nation. The Democratic Political Party led by President Barack Hussein Obama, pulling the strings of his puppets, Joseph Robinette Biden Jr. and Camel Toe Harris, 
the not black African American, Camel Toe Harris, is not a 13% hyphenated minority. She's not. She can pretend all she wants, just like Focahontas Elizabeth Warren can pretend to be Indian, feather, not dot, pretend to be a Native American, just like Chuck Schumer can pretend to be straight. This administration is nothing more than an extension and a third term for the big half-black first American president, Barack Hussein Obama, a.k.a. Barry Sotero. And for those of you new to the program, when you hear the term Barry Sotero, it's not an insult. That is the name that Barack Hussein Obama used falsely on his Harvard Law School application, supposedly. It was on his Harvard School ID. You know, when you go to college and they issue you that photo ID with your name on it, printed in your own handwriting. Yeah. Barry Sotero, born in Kenya, not Hawaii. Anyway, that's who runs our nation, my friends. Barack Hussein Obama pulls the strings of Camel Toe Harris, the vice president, pulls the strings of the boob in cheat, Joseph R. Biden. Joe Biden does whatever he's told to do. And in exchange for that, he gets the privilege of saying that he is one of only 46 presidents in the United States of America. That time-honored tradition has been soiled like a baby's diaper by Joe Biden. And all of the people under Joe Biden, handpicked by the Democratic Party, Joe, you need some black people, you need some gay people, you need some Latino people, you need some Asian people, because we want America to look at its leaders and see themselves. Well, my friends, if that's what they see, they see a bunch of crooks, a bunch of sellouts, a bunch of people who are too stupid to realize that if you're born with a penis, you're a man. If you're born with a vagina, you're a woman. So he puts in place Alejandro Mayorkas, a man who's never lifted a gun to defend himself or anyone else as a law enforcement officer, just a lawyer, just a political campaign donor, just a Hispanic name to fill out a checkbox on the diversity, equity, and inclusiveness checklist put in place by the Democratic political party to pander to the Latino voter. Hell, he put that gender bender pretender, Dr. Richard Levine, who should be turning back in his medical credentials because he claims to be a woman, but he's a man, beans and franks intact, a failed male who failed in his marriage, probably because he acted like a queen, probably because he caught cross-dressing by his family, how humiliated they must be. What does your daddy do? My daddy is a welder. 
He builds ships for the United States Navy. What does your daddy do? My daddy is a lawyer. He went to law school and he helps put criminals in jail. What does your daddy do? My daddy, um, um, says he's a doctor. And um, after work, he comes home and puts on mommy's bras and panties and dresses. And he prisses around the house like a little girl. And um, sometimes he has other men come over that do the same thing. And they dance together and party together until just before mommy gets home. And then they hurry up and put mommy's clothes away. And then they get dressed and they pretend to, to play poker and smoke cigars. Dr. Richard Levine, who now goes by the name Dr. Rachel Levine, is a fat white piece of crap. Just look at him, a failed male. A failed male with long gray hair in a ponytail, pretending to be a woman, pandering to the government, and threatening your United States government with lawsuits if they dare call him out for being a gender bender pretender of fruit and women's clothing, a failed man. And this is the person second in charge of the United States Department of Health and Hospitals. Ask yourself this, why we don't ever hear from, of, or about the person who is in charge of the U.S. Department of Health and Hospitals. Where's the leader of that organization? How come the surrogate is the one who's always sent forward pretending to be a woman, disgracing the uniforms, which by the way, he is not even required to wear a uniform. He is not the Surgeon General of the United States of America. He is a woman in a female military suit and he is the person telling the United States of America that there are more than two genders and that you shouldn't worry about the XXXY chromosome difference between men and women. That anyone can be Shania Twain if you wake up and say, man, I feel like a woman. He is, however, proof that anyone who fails in their job and needs some poor excuse, some reason, some justification to extort, to threaten, to blackmail someone into giving you a high-level job, all any man needs to do tomorrow is put on a dress, stuff a bra, and say, man, I feel like a woman today. You better give me that job or I'm going to tell them that you're discriminating against me based on sexual preferences and I'm going to win hundreds of millions of dollars or you can give me the job I'm asking for. The extortion against our United States government is obvious, evident, and plain to see in Dr. Richard Levine, who calls himself Dr. Rachel Levine. This is what other countries are seeing, shaking their heads and laughing at and saying, wait, 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 wait a minute. The United States is supposed to be our great protector. The United States is supposed to be the country that defends us. The United States is supposed to be the strong nation that we all 
have come to love and respect. But, but, their leader can't string together two coherent sentences, even while reading a cue card or a teleprompter with 42 pica typeface. He can't walk across a stage and figure out you have to get off the exit stairs. His second in command is a woman pretending to be black who cackles and smiles and giggles like a school child because she can't formulate two coherent sentences without making up some lie or repeating herself over and over again, saying things like, I like school buses because they're buses that take kids to school. And you sit on a school bus to ride on the bus because you're a bus passenger and the bus will take you from point A to point B. <laughs> and that's why I love school buses so very much. That's the vice president. If Joe Biden dies of a heart attack or heaven forbid someone shoots him in the head tomorrow, like John F. Kennedy, Lincoln, this is the woman who will be running the United States of America. And that should scare the living crap out of each and every one of you. Mike Johnson is not a prolific, bombastic, preacher-like Speaker of the House. He's a Republican. Yeah. But if something should happen to Joe Biden, something should happen to Kamala Harris, the U.S. Constitution would insert Mr. Mike Johnson, the Speaker of the House, as the next in line, as the President of the United States of America. I'm not wishing anything bad to happen physically to Joe Biden. Oh, I'd like to see him 25th Amendmented out and given the proper elder memory care that he needs, the hospice care that he needs. And then I'd like to see Kamala Harris impeached. It would be nice to see Mike Johnson take over the country for just one year until the next election when Donald Trump can return to his rightful place as the president. But the mainstream leftist, progressive, liberal, woke, slimeball, lying news media is out there trying to repeat the lies over and over and over again, that scotoma reaction, that fight or flight reflex that they're trying to insert into everybody's brains that if Donald Trump gets back into the White House, he's never gonna wanna leave. He likes the power. He's gonna become a dictator. He's gonna stay there. Newsflash, my friends. He can't. The law will not allow it. And certainly our military will not allow a coup for this man to take over and remain in power forever and ever. Amen. The only thing Donald Trump can do to this country, and this is something everyone needs to appreciate, to realize, to understand, and to accept because it's fact. The only thing that Donald Trump can do to this country is leave it as bad as Joe Biden has made it. That's the worst that Donald Trump can do. 
He could get into office and allow all of Joe Biden's policies, programs, procedures, and protocols to remain in place, and the country will remain in as bad a shape as it has been since Joe Biden took office three years ago. Of course, Donald Trump could indeed return to office and finish the job he started of making America great again. Joe Biden uses the term MAGA Republicans as if it's a bad thing. MAGA simply means make America great again. And that's what Donald Trump was well on his way to doing despite being persecuted, prosecuted, demonized, vilified, castigated, called out, prosecuted for fake crimes, impeached twice and beat two impeachments because there was no justification for those impeachments. There were no Russian collusions. There was no violation of law. And when the United States Senate votes and says not guilty in an impeachment trial, it means just that, not guilty, period. That's where it is. The Democrat political party has spent the last three years packing courts, twisting and gerrymandering political boundaries, congressional districts, because the illegal immigrants that they have ushered in, welcomed in, transported to strategic places throughout the country have changed the demographic makeup of certain areas because Joe Biden says we need to count those warm bodies, even if they're illegal aliens, as part of our census. And therefore, we're going to count and consider every Latino a Democrat. And we're going to redraw the congressional lines in these swing states. And we're going to include areas that have higher concentrations of Latinos now, thanks to the strategic placement thereof, so that when we redraw the lines and we find a way to let these illegals vote, they'll vote Democrat. And therefore, the Republican Party will never again have an opportunity to be in power. This is all by design. This is all by gerrymandering. If you don't know that word, go back to your eighth grade civics class or history class or whatever it was, high school civics and freshman year and figure out the term. Gerrymandering, I'll give it to you. You deserve it, it's Wednesday. Redrawing the congressional lines so that a congressman represents an area designated by Congress, designated by their state, designated by the federal government, so that certain ethnic minority groups have a better chance of electing one of their own. Ask the people in Michigan and Minnesota how that's working out for them in Wisconsin, where large, large populations of Muslims have gathered and built small communities into larger communities of Muslims who are calling for death to America in their daily prayers 
At three o'clock, they shut the cities down. They all kneel down and bow down to the west and shout Alawa Akbar and death to America. They have people like Ilhan Omar, Rashida Talib, out there pushing for the end of policing, pushing for defunding police departments, pushing for death to America. Because we are all in the eyes of the Muslims. If you're not Muslim, you're an infidel. The old, if you're not with us, you're against us mentality. They would like nothing more than to come over here and conquer us as people and take over everything that we have built. Finally today, I'll tell you, there was a guy on a college campus, I watched the interview, where he was basic, not the interview, but the speech, where he was basically talking about why Donald Trump is better than Joe Biden. And a group of students began trying to flip over the tables and chairs and tear down the tent this man was sitting under while he peacefully redressed his grievances with his government on a state university campus. And the security people there refused to do anything to stop this man from being attacked, assaulted, battered, have his property destroyed. But let that person who was attacking this man go onto a college campus and scream obscenities about Donald Trump, nothing at all would be done about it. All right, sorry, gang, I just looked at the clock and we are out of time for this edition of the Truth Hurts program. Go out there and make it a great day. Thank you for listening. Copyright 2024, the Truth Hurts Program Network, all rights reserved. Background music, Jason Shaw and Audionautics. Audionautics.